Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. I think this is the third installment of our political series. Um, this week we have I think Willie this would Frank. Be number four. Is this Jeremy. number four? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. So Glenda, we, have, we had Glenda, didn't we? That's right. Yeah, I forget so Glenda. Willie's here. Brandon's here. And we have uh, this week we have Michael Stedman, who is a Marine Corps veteran, uh, Lacey City Council member and a current candidate for Thurston County Commissioner District 2. Michael, welcome uh, to the podcast, man. Thank you for coming coming in here and, uh, and talking to us. Uh, uh, thank you, Jeremy. I uh, appreciate you having me and giving me an opportunity to, um, to further expand my platform for people that wouldn't normally know about it. Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're happy to yeah, have this you. This is the uh, actually the most important uh, <laughs> interview you're going to have through all, all of the election. <laughs> Um, this is ones this we got tens and thousands of listeners from right here in the county. So. I love it. Really? <laughs> no. Yes, really, yes, man. Of course we do. No, we're about to, at least. Hey man. But, they, no, but it's all very important stuff, man. Yeah. We're just happy that you're here to give us your time and also we get we'd really like to know more about um what what it is that you're gonna bring to Thurston County in general. Yeah. Hey, this is yeah. Steady's platform, man. He might be a uh, um senator or congressman one day absolutely yeah, love man. It. a love man it. of the people you got man of the people well yeah. I, I will say that my heart is in Lacey and in thurston county in general okay. um you know everything all my friends and family uh, uh, are here we choose chose to raise our family here great schools yeah. um everything top to bottom so in uh so that's the number one thing is improving the quality of life uh, that we got as a young family raising our kids for other young families that are at the start of raising their families yeah that that's great that's a great message for sure and you know the first thing i wanted to find out from you michael is what um exactly does a county commissioner do well uh commissioners are essentially the executive branch of county government um so you know, if you look if you look at Lacey, the council runs the um, policy decision making and and the day to day government of the city. Only if this is expanded countywide. So, but I give it a different twist from my small business background of 35 years here locally in Lacey and Thurston County. Um, it's like the CEO running a, a business and managing all the day to day. Uh, things and you don't do everything singly by yourself you have director uh, heads that uh, directors that um, see over certain areas uh, of of that work but um, essentially you're the CEO you make all the important decisions um, and it either fails or succeeds on those, those decisions okay that's uh that's good to know yeah I, I, we learned uh when denny heck came in we had to learn what a lieutenant governor was so uh we didn't didn't know that although i don't know if denny's going to be a lieutenant governor for long he may be yeah. maybe in the governor's uh mansion after. as long as we get trump out it don't matter man <laughs> i was gonna say it, it is important to know that the lieutenant governor can be the governor one day right. yes we we figured this much out at least <laughs> yes yes we did yeah, and so I guess I forgot the other thing uh, that I ask everybody, uh, all the politicians that have come in. What is it? Uh, what's the experience been like uh, running for office during a, a global pandemic? Oh wow! And, you know, it, it hit us like everybody else, just out of nowhere. Surprise! Here it is on your lap, right? And 
my strength is doorbelling and relationships and, and knowing people mm-hmm. much like Willie. I've known Willie for decades, um, you know, and it's establishing those relationships. People get to know you. They know where your heart is. They know where you're coming from mm-hmm. and they know that you're in it for all the right reasons. Um, and then that friendship grows. Um, but you, it's really hard to get that initial um first phase interaction with a citizen that doesn't know you during an ep- epidemic like this, a crisis, you know? So that would be the biggest challenge is um, adjusting to not being able to doorbell, even lit drop, you can leave it on the door because you don't want to, um, you know, put them at risk yeah. or yourself because then you go and see your family and friends and, you know, and it's just a mushroom or snowball effect from there. So. Steady's a real right. people person. Well, that's yeah. why you have to jump on, you know, platforms like this, um, because right now, you know, any way you can get your message out um, to the voters is it's really important. Uh, all platforms, you know, even ones that you would have maybe never done before. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one thing we've done really good in Lacey is leveraging, um, you know, awareness and getting the the general public to participate in their government because it is their government it's this the government is the people and they just uh, elect people like me or like willie or like yourselves to represent them and to True. um you know express their values in in policy and decision making yeah absolutely absolutely you know uh we were talking a bit before we started recording here uh, Mike and you know we were we were discussing how Lacey um, being on the Lacey City Council there's a lot of diversity in, in our city um, as far as like political views as far as um, you know different people from different uh, backgrounds different uh, different races and, and religions and everything um, all kind of all, all along the spectrum um, what has that been like and then you know running for a countywide office like I mean what what is the you know, what are the kind of the pluses and, and, and minus, you know, I guess there's probably not too many minuses, but like, yeah, what, I mean, I guess you're having to be open to other, other opinions and other uh, people's mindsets like that. You, you know, you can't just govern to one group of people. Like tell us a little bit about, you know, what that's been like. Well, um, in Lacey, it's been great because Lacey is very diverse, um, multicultural, um, you name it, um, from one spectrum to the, to the next. We, we're the largest uh, veteran-based city uh, in the, um, the, the whole um, South Sound. Um, over 60% um, of our residents are directly um, associated with active duty, retired, um, reservists. Um, you some name, connection. Some connection, yes. And um, so not only that but you know we have several tribes just in our county alone and the squallies shayless you know you name it um all different walks of life but where they the the thing about lacy and especially in the political arena is they're all welcome views and and they all have value and worth and a different perspective to problem solving and and what's important to them like the environment you know um the business community you know it's everybody's welcome in Lacey. Everybody has a voice, and and it fit right in with my my platform as a as a community leader. Because I don't look at myself as a politician. I look at myself as a community leader. That my voice is your voice. That you you tell me w- what's important to you, and right. and I see it through. I 
like that. The community leader. That's good. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start using that one. I'm not a politician. I'm a community leader. We have to change that. We. Are, I well, mean, and I a servant. My, I gotta change my cards. And yeah. a servant leader. You know, it's yeah. um, we're serving. We're supposed to serve the people that elect us to represent them. Yeah, local government. Um, at, at its core, though, you know, is a is a community leader, and I just think that you know politicians get such a bad rap uh, in general of just being you know not so much once they get a little bit of taste of that power i guess a little slimy yeah you know but like and you forget about where where you came from but that's hard to do or or you get comfortable and you you stop um you know working hard and and getting things done and and i i think i've proven that in my short seven years as a council member even in my last four we brought to fruition the lacy veterans service hub countless infrastructure projects like exit 111 college college and 22nd roundabout the super t completely um resurfaced and all the all the services done there on yum highway in college yeah Um, well let's talk about that a little bit um as during your time as a city council member for the city of lacey um what are what are some of the things that that you guys have accomplished in general that you think um, will be helpful to the county as a whole? Um, you know, in particular, like you talked about some of these infrastructure stuff or um, business building and those types of things. Well, I'm a big believer in the UGA, urban growth area, right? And in all the um, things that go along with it, because we don't want to have one city blend into the next, into the next and become a, an LA per se yeah. in the South Sound, right? right? So. One of the great things that we, we did in Lacey was we brought to fruition um, an innovative um, code structure called form-based code. And if people know about Lacey, they know about the Woodland District that used to be just single-use buildings for government. And when they moved out, it became a ghost town. And so we implemented implemented this um, form-based code along with some B&O exemptions and uh, sales tax exemptions to um, attract some sure. multi-family housing because our inventory is so low. And overnight, literally in a couple years, look at the Woodland District now mm-hmm. because this form-based code shows a, a developer where exactly they, from start to finish, what they want, how long it'll take, and what it'll cost. And, it, and it's like a roadmap um, anything you have in mind, you, you it goes from start to finish, and it's and they know what's going to cost, and they can budget for that. And it's not a hey, I'm right in the middle of this project, and now I feel found out it's going to cost me a lot more money than I ever thought of, and that's a big hurdle. Absolutely, when when is. companies can actually budget and know a number, and that's one less hurdle to get over. So is that something uh, form based code? is what you're calling it correct yep um is that something that you would look to expand on further or and so it was successful yeah it it was like a pilot project i guess you you we'd say um for the woodland district because it was we didn't know what to do with it but it could be used in the gateway project it can be used in, in the south part of town um you know it's it's it works and it's successful it's kind of like the lacy veterans service hub right we we have veterans um, that struggle with a lot of uh, issues that we all struggle with every single day only they had the unfortunate episodes of having some 
stress-induced uh, combat-related stuff, you know, which makes it even more intense and harder to accomplish. But like, like with the uh, Veterans Hub, we found out that you can get them services for mental health, for drug addiction. You can get them housing placement. All the things that, that we should be doing for pretty much everybody. Mm. But, you know, it's good we started with our veterans first. Absolutely. And, and that's really the approach right. we need to take with all our citizens because we're all people. Yeah. And, we, and we all need to be respected and valued and not just casted away. Because when you're casted away, you lose hope. Mm. And when you lose hope, you, you do desperate things. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, we, we need to treat our humans, each we're, other, I more mean, like what, humans. What we're really talking about is compassion. Exactly. You know? Yeah. When it comes down to it, and I think a lot of that, especially in this current political climate, is just being lost. Um, and like you said, Mike, I mean, we're all—I mean, at the core, we're all humans, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we're all Americans too. Yeah. And you know, we start with our veterans, right? And um, you know, I hate it when people generalize anything. Mm-hmm. But when homelessness comes, they just go, "Hey, homeless," you know, mm-hmm. ship them off to McNeil Island, mm-hmm. done with That's it, right? It. Tough love. No. No, you know, well, does that include the thousand kids in North Thurston Public School alone that are homeless by no choice of their own? Mm-hmm. No. You know, so we're, we're taking care of our veterans, and we should. We have a responsibility to do that. But we can also take care of our children mm-hmm. and our elderly. You know, what about the soccer mom or dad who lost a transmission, who was living paycheck to paycheck? Now their car doesn't run. Now they can't make it to work. Now they lose their house. Now they're living in that broken down car. Just trying to survive. That's they don't need tough love. Mm-hmm. You know they had a mis- un, uh, uh, unfortunate thing happen in their lives that can be easily hurdled with a little bit of assistance, and it's not a handout. And you know it's just being compassionate and caring about one another. True, absolutely. Um, yeah, Mike. I know that um, on your website it, it looked like your your three main. Uh, main points um that you're running on are community economy and the environment um and so i I just kind of broke that down and wanted to know i know you you talk um in the community portion of that about um expanding alternative criminal justice options and i just wanted to you know get get kind of an overview of that and what what you're thinking on Uh, that and that's awesome you know like the veterans hub we have um uh divert uh divergent court systems like veterans court mm-hmm. you know because they uh, have different D- experiences yeah that exactly they may have gone through dui court yeah. drug court right? right that's that's helping people hurdle a, a misfortunate event in their life but holding them accountable sure but not you know throw them a, th- throw them in a cell and throw away the key yeah. sort of deal it's you know address and, and really, when you get back to the Lacey Veterans Hub or these diverging court system, you know, the alternate court systems, is you're getting to the root of the problem, right? Sorry. And you're getting through these fences that people mm-hmm. build up because of life experiences and they lose faith and they don't think anyone cares about them, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting them to re-engage in their community and, and see that they have value in, in their community and that their community cares about them. It doesn't mean that, you, you know, hey, okay, you don't have to pay for what you did because those courts, it, it takes three years to get through, uh, you know, veterans court 
You know, yeah. if he, and I, I have, I would assume that the um, reoffending rate is probably significantly yeah. lower if they can make it through a program. Yeah, the recidivism. Yeah. You know, everybody has that word. That, yeah. that, but it's um, it's almost nothing. I, I want to say it's less than three percent. Wow. People that that graduate through veterans court or DUI court or you know drug court. Yeah. Um, you know, because they get the issue that they're struggling with that they couldn't overcome by themselves fixed, you know? Yeah. And, and they get re-energized in, in how, how people perceive them, that they're not just garbage and, and thrown away, but that they're valued and respected and, you know, and it doesn't take much, you know what I mean? But it, I don't know. It's, uh, it makes sense to me, and it actually is proven and works. Yeah, that's a nice, uh, you know, instead of, like, the whole law and order, whatever, you know, like, throwing people in jail message, it's, you know, it's a nice, uh, it's a kind of a breath of fresh air. Well, to... we tried that in the 80s, right? Uh, we <laughs> locked up everybody in the 80s, yeah, and right. all it did was get worse, right? Yeah. yeah. But, they um, also end up um, locking up a lot of people that may have not actually committed those crimes, too. Exactly, uh, yeah. So, right. um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, there's, there's always going to be... Um, people that are going to make bad decisions and and even have a little bit of evil in them that need to go to jail and need right. to go to prison and stuff like that but there's a fine line mm. between you know hard knocks and rehabilitation a, yeah exactly I mean, yeah mm-hmm. we need to start thinking about that yeah you know, we see it all over with the department of corrections yeah we just throw these guys in jail no rehabilitation or anything and expect them to come out and be ready to go back yeah. into society mm-hmm. Right. It's like our transportation grid, you know. If if we're just moving cars, we're going to have a lot of traffic jams, mm. you know. But if we have multimodal um, transportation, then we're moving people, goods, and services in all sorts of different ways, not just car lanes. Well, expand you know? on that a little because uh, I'm I'm curious to hear when you say moving uh, cars, moving people, not cars. What are what are some other? For one, what. What, is, what does that mean, right? And two, uh, when you're saying, are you talking about just like general traffic or like what are we talking about? Just the transportation grid in general. Okay. But let's let's start with people, right? right? Because you're not just moving cars. You're moving people, goods, and services. So let's go with people. Okay. We need to have properly sized sidewalks so people can Absolutely. walk, right? Bike lanes, full bike lanes to where you're not getting ran over or it's dangerous for you to use an alternate uh, mode of transportation right right uh, landscape strips to create those buffers right safety full sure. lanes because it's not just you know um a dodge bolt that's running down the roads there's we have big tractor trailers that yeah are, you know 60 feet long um that kind of thing you know we need we need to quit cutting corners and we need to build out especially our arterials right our main our main um, corridors, corridors yeah. going north and south, east and west. Um, so in, in like Lacey, it would be College Street, Martin Way, yeah. Ruddle, <clears throat> uh, Yum Highway, Martin Way. Yeah, Martin Way needs a lot of work because yeah. it, it, it is, I think, probably the longest strip, is it not? Yeah, and it's, and it's the largest main um, arterial in the, in the Lacey area that's unincorporated. It's, under gotcha. the control of the county. Okay. And so you see a lot of things in Lacey 
that are up to standard, mm-hmm. right? That have all these things in place because they understand you're not just moving cars. Right. Right. But there's a breakdown when you get to the different jurisdictions. And I think I can, I know I can help with that. You can bridge that. I can bridge that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. And then that also attracts, it retains the businesses that you have here that pay for everything. And it attracts future business. Right. Because mm-hmm. they want to have those roads. They want to have that infrastructure. They, they need all that to run a business. Absolutely. So talking about business um, and some of the, uh, I guess, new businesses that have come into Lacey, and I, I think mostly from like a like a distribution center or uh, warehouses and that type of stuff, which I think overall are pretty are generally pretty decent living wage jobs. I mean, I know it's hard work. Yeah. Um, how did that like how did that transpire? Um, and where did that because I, I feel like maybe you probably played a, a part in that? Yeah, I mean, um, how would you how would you say it's um, I I treat business like people um, where everyone's equal, uh, everybody gets a fair shake. Um, whether you're an Amazon or you're a mom and pop uh, sewing business or you know whatever. Um, yeah. If you fit the land use um, for that general area, that you should be able to do business there. Right. Um, and you should be treated no different or better or worse than any other I see. business. Mm-hmm. So, so leveling the playing field? Yeah, I mean, it's it's inclusion. That's right. at the core of my, my platform is everybody gets treated fairly and equally um, and with value and worth. Because if one of us isn't, then none of us are. Mm. It's like freedom. We're all free or, or we're not, or we're not, right? If one That's person's right. not as free as me, then none of us are free. Right. Very much true. Um, you know, in, in your economy portion on your website, Mike, you, you talk about livable wages and uh, workforce development. Um, and I'm wondering how we tackle those issues, especially like small business development in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Like, I mean, you know, they're saying that like maybe up to, 60% of small businesses nationwide are going to close. Like, what do we do here in Thurston County to promote small bi- And I know, obviously, we're early in this oh, yeah. pandemic still, so we, it might be a difficult question to answer. But um, no, It's pretty easy. Um, we've done it in Lacey. So um, myself and the, and the mayor are small business owners. Um, we understand the struggles that small business in particular are going through in this crisis crisis Mm -hmm. we we got the support of the rest of the council to do a small business grant Mm -hmm. companies under 25 uh, employees um, and it's immediate money right Right. you you qualify you get it within days we implemented that days into covid it was we weren't even through march and we we had this on the books and and money going out why hasn't the rest of the municipalities or the county done the same thing yeah. Now, no Yelm has. They did 1,500, but they're a lot smaller city. Sure. And they right. did what they could, and that's awesome because that fast money locally um, can help bridge the gap to the federal funding, stimulus, or whatever's coming down the pipeline, but that federal money takes time. We, you know, the, Well, and your guys' actually goes to small businesses and mm-hmm. not to uh, right. yes. large corporations. And I, I just recently learned the county now, because I've been hammering them hard for – some relief to small businesses and, and yeah. restaurants in particular. They're, the they're dropping like flies. Right. Yeah. 
dropping like flies. And so they have a program going. I just learned about it this uh, late last night. So um, I'm learning more, but good on the county. Yeah. Finally, right? And that and that's what I'm getting at is Lacey, we've shown example by example, whether it's the Veterans Hub, Form Based Code, Small Business Grant, you name it, we've proven it already. It's easy for other municipalities and government entities to do the same thing. Just yeah. copy it. Yeah. But, but feel free to refine it and make it even better. Yeah. Right? But do something. Do, gotta something. do something. You got to do something. Absolutely. You know, you know the, the courthouse is a great example of doing something, right? They Everybody was for it when it was going through the public process. You know, it came down to three locations. And as soon as... A, now, remember, this is a public process where the people are a part of the process. Interacting. Right, studies, surveys, you name it. When it was determined that the best place for it would be downtown Olympia or in Olympia, then you lost the support of two commissioners. Where's it supposed to be at, the new courthouse? It, it, it's where the old police station is on uh, right off the freeway coming into downtown. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yes, Plum exactly. Street. Thurston County Courthouse or Olympia no. Court? Well, um, the the actual courthouse. The new um, one I'm talking the about. The new one will is is supposed to go there, but that gotcha. That's what the the study, uh, right? They spent three and a half years, yeah, countless FTEs, full time employee hours, right, and hundreds of thousands of dollars on this to determine that the people determined in this process that it should be in in downtown, right? Right. There's three three choices: Mottman, Kaiser Road, and downtown. Okay. Olympia. Mm-hmm. Well. The people said. The people said that's where we want it. The process, that whole process ended with that. And then they took it and shelved it because they don't want it to be in Olympia. Anywhere but Olympia. So they might as well have just done it the way they wanted and not had a And, and if that was the case, then they should have just had a study, a public process on how to renovate the current location. Right, because it's very... But remember, that's what I do is this private sector job. Remember, my opponent is a 40-year bureaucrat. He's known nothing but public um, sector i'm the private sector guy that actually does leasing and renovating and repairing buildings like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what my family does sure it is way more expensive to move a bunch of people out relocate them temporarily yeah and then build around what you got just to move them right back and here's the issue also you'll still have the issues of Jurors, attorneys, judges, the public, witnesses, and the the people being accused, right, on trial, all sharing the same hallways. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make much sense. Exactly. So is that... that, is that permanently shelved then for now, or well, or is this money already I've earmarked? Ra- I, or see, I've I've raised the question. It's at the end of the process. All they have to do is put it on the ballot, and it was supposed to be on the ballot for April, and they shelved it. They shelved it for two reasons: either they're anti-Olympia and they don't want it on there because of Olympia, or it's election season, and why stick your neck out during the you know re-election? Because you, you know, take a risk, and the, and that's the thing, you know. With me, I was looking for a job when I found the one I'm in right now. And if I get this job, 
um, I will not play it safe. I make the tough decisions yeah. regardless of the outcomes, but but we have to quit like the I-5 and the College Street kicking the can down the road for 40 years. They completely stopped repairing and, and maintaining the county courthouse for that three and a half years while they went through the process because they knew that it was going to be a different site until it was picked as which Olympia. Is, which is now going to wow. cost more money since people are still in there. They have to mate, do the maintenance on it still. Yep. And, and my opponent said, it only needs a coat of paint. Well, according to the <laughs> own financial director, said it would be $50 million to just do the exterior fixing yeah. to where you could paint it. Wow. Well, that's the part about leadership, Steady. You know, being a leader is not always making the easy decisions. No. That's why we well, need somebody like you. Well, and you do, you do what's right for everybody involved, not just for, how, you know, Certain where people. you want it to be or yeah. what, you, what you want it to look like. We're, we're servants of the people. We're public officials, public, offic- public servants serving the people. Yeah. Right. They tell us what they want. And they did in that survey. Yeah. So and, and it may fail, but put it on the ballot already. Right. Yeah. If it was put it on the ballot, that's what, that's what you got to do. Put it on the and, ballot. And he's going to try to make it look like it's my survey and it's my planning and I did all this, right? No, it's it's all of ours. But he was the head of it. Those those so, three, you know, hands on them. Yeah. So it's it's at the process. Let the people decide. Just like whether it's fireworks or anything else that's controversial. Mm. The people will decide if they want it there. And if they don't, then we build it somewhere else or we look at renovating where it's at. And, and it's as simple as that. If not, you just wasted all those resources, <laughs> right? The, the full-time employee hours, the, the, the money that it took to hire these consultants and these firms and, and do all the planning. It's, and now just general maintenance. Yeah. And, yeah. and now it's three and a half times worse or three and a half years worse than it was before yeah wow wow that's uh that's a that's a tough one to swallow like just thinking about you know what could have been and yeah yeah, if they just would have listened to the people um you know i wanted to switch gears just a little bit mike and talk about um i guess your environmental plan a little bit i know this is this is very important to willie as well and and uh and all the tribes in our area, like the, the fish, you know, like the health of the fish, which is the health of the water, which, you know, like where, where you know, where I know you, you talk a bit about, um, you know, water quality and stuff on your on your website. Um, you know, talk to us about how you'll you'll preserve the, the salmon runs and the and the water quality for our area. Well, inclusion to me also includes, you know, all the in- inhabitants, not just people. Right. So all the creatures, um, where they live, you know, if, if we ruin their habitat, we ruin them, right? And if we treat them any different than we treat ourselves, then we're not showing value to them. So, you know, it's, you take care of everything uh, equally. Yeah, it's, it's tough when you think about it steady. I mean, you know, we all know the environmental issues. We know that, you know, the Trump administration has rolled back many EPA standards that the Obama administration put into place to protect the environment, protect the water. You know, here in the city of Lacey, you know, you think about, you know, the number of people coming in here. You know, we want to make sure that people are, um, you know, staying healthy, staying clean. I mean, the biggest thing for us is we know when, you know, the environment's healthy, our salmon runs come back. 
and you start to see the environment come back to life. And you started to see that, you know, for three or four months during COVID. You know, you saw the animals, you saw the that Mother Nature was, was coming alive again when people were off the, the road and not, you know, out and about as much. You know, and here we are in, what are we, in October now, you know, and it seems like we're kind of going back into the, you know, uh, I don't even know what I'd call it right now, you know, the animals are going away there. It's almost like they're hibernating again. You know, you, you see that. And, um, you know, of course, Thurston County area, you have the Chehalis and the Squally tribe um, in your area. And, you know, we both are fishermen, um, Chehalis and the Squally both. You know, it is important to make sure that we are protecting that environment and make sure that the water's clean. You know, the water's healthy for uh, all of us here you know, as human beings, I, I know there's a lot of areas here in Thurston County where you can't drink out of the sink, yeah. you know, so we got to do a better job. All of us is keeping, uh, keeping everything clean. I know storm, stormwater runoff is a huge, it's huge, thing. Yep. probably the biggest polluter yeah. of the waters. Yeah. I think it is definitely. And, you know, we see it, um, on the Nisqually quite a bit, you know, with people leaving garbage and feces that end up in the river. Um, yeah, I was going to ask from a, from a, like a ground level local aspect how can how can you affect the overall um well-being of our environment from like this very um micro view from a from a county level mike i mean maybe even elaborate a little bit on the the stormwater well i mean in, in Lacey, we do a lot of things right and stormwater is one we, we've had half a dozen stormwater um, projects since I've been on, on council alone, um, probably in just the last four years. Um, you know, look at septic and, and then look at the county, right? We knew sewer to sept, uh, septic to sewer conversion was an issue 40 years ago, right? We're, we, right. Keep, we kept putting houses on septic, yeah. right? And with no, no solution or... or uh, any plan to get them off ever in the future, right? It was just right. a problem. How would, right? The county's still doing that today, mm. right? The Oak Tree Preserve down right. on South Marvin. That's all in septic, huh? All septic, yeah. yeah. Um, Silverhawk, right? Yeah. Right just here, to, we're all septic. Like, yeah. all these houses around Hicks Lake are mm -hmm. all, you know, and they're just now, they're making people convert over to the yeah. to the city sewer. See, and, we, and we're doing sewer improvement projects all the time and, so and that, making that more accessible so it doesn't, cost the the uh, so because a lot of a lot of uh the perception of that is that that's just a money grab yeah, uh yeah. from yeah. from from government uh and i and i'm i i think it would be um wise to maybe spread that message i know maybe not everyone cares so much but the that there's some impact on the environment yeah well i wanted to finish real quick on the silverhawk thing sure. because oh, yeah sorry because my Go. development um, sewer and water and everything runs right up there. I mean, one more foot, yes. you're in Silverhawk. Uh -huh. Why didn't the county have the developer run the sewer? It was right there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it makes sense if you're down at Oak Tree Preserve, right? It'll be 50 years before we get sure. the sewer down there. So, okay. But when it's right on your property, sure, kept going. one more foot, yeah. no and, excuse for it. And now you have 
brand new homes on septic that that doesn't need to be replaced for 20 30 years and nope. our, uh, we but, live in silverhawk our yeah. water is not not good i yeah. wouldn't drink it out of the no. sink man and, and they have wow. stormwater swells yeah. instead of stormwater um infrastructure mm. to capture that and treat it before it gets out to our center my niece tells me all the time that her water smells terrible in the interesting shower. so the you stormwater know? runoff is is different than having like this the sewer system is that yeah. well i mean so if you have a swell it still it gets filtered through the earth okay right but it's if it's treated at a facility at a, right i mean we're all our water comes from, from the aquifer and yeah. wells. So Lacey has 30-something wells, I think it is. And, and that's an important issue to learn here. We, you know, look at Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you yeah. they wish they could go back and take care of their infrastructure mm. to where now their citizens have to drink bottled water or they get poisoned. Yeah, you can't know? take Crazy. a shower. Well, I, now, I mean. and, and here's the deal. So in Capital uh, um, Golf Course. Uh, sure. ca- um, Capital City. Capital City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Um, right there alone, there's a well there that had high nitrate levels, and we're at risk of losing that well. Well, you lose that well, you lose production, you lose production, then rates get higher, yeah. right? I mean, we, w- we would have a small mini flint out there. I see. And, and they try to um, say it wasn't uh, man-made, wasn't man-caused by man, right? right? Well, there, you know, um, saccharin. Uh, in your soda and yeah, your sugar-free stuff sugar-free stuff we our bodies can't produ- um, process it. process that uh, yeah. process that there was two t- um, there was it was showing up in the water okay. which proves that is from humans humans yeah. through septic s- systems uh, well, yeah. the, pro- the problem that, is is that we can't get people to care about the water enough that's true you know the real issue is that you know we have water quality issues throughout the whole area you know and it's hard to get people who don't believe in climate change or think that everything they hear on the news is BS, mm-hmm. you know, when we run out of water, you know, then people are going to start to open their eyes a little bit more. I mean, yeah. you know, I was taught 20 years ago that water is going to be gold. You know, water is going to be that next fight that not just tribes, but human beings are going to have to come to terms with. And you're seeing that come to fruition. Yeah, yeah well, we are. And, and maybe it's a big factor in why high, high rate of cancer right oh yeah so, i mean yeah. you know stuff like that that we don't know yet but it probably will determine and uh since you're on the live to walk again podcast mike what what we do is obviously jeremy's a quadriplegic and in a wheelchair and we our podcast is based around um you know finding a cure for paralysis but at the same time we've decided that um health and wellness is a huge aspect of anybody's fight to be um cured of anything whether it's you know paralysis or cancer or if you're fighting covid or you're fighting covid that's right that's exactly we talked a lot about that so you raise a good point yeah so yeah i mean it's uh yeah water uh, yeah i know here our water uh, right here in Lacey used to be amazing like Mm -hmm. 15 20 years ago like and now you can taste you know like taste like chlorine or you know burns your eyes when uh (laughs) When you're, yeah, you know, I have to. I have a shower filter. I have a, a water filter, and uh, you know everything. So it's, you know, it definitely uh, is. It, it needed, needed, needs some work. But you know, hopefully we can get it, get it moving in the right. I'm direction. preaching to the choir when I say water is life. Yeah, you know, literally, it, it is essential, man. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, and the, and the one other thing I wanted to ask you about, Mike, was that I saw you. Uh, 
had something on your environmental page about the algae blooms and the lakes around here. And I know, you know, we're in the Live to Walk Again studios here on the... Uh, we call it the Great The beautiful Lake shores Hicks. of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the beautiful shores of the Great Lake Hicks. Uh, you know, a couple, a couple winters ago, you know, I, I think it just didn't get cold enough. And the lake was looked like pea soup all year it just looked disgusting and uh you know i know like long lake which is connected to hicks lake uh, through patterson lake uh it, you know that one gets shut down it seems like every i mean like even when we were kids you know 20 years ago it was like it would get shut down you'd have to go take a shower after you went swimming in long lake and you know what do what do we do to to protect the lakes the, all these beautiful lakes in our uh, our county just a couple short months ago, we were fishing down at Alder Lake, which is, you know, you get the runoff from the Mount Rainier and the glaciers, you know, and the water temperature in spring was 80 degrees. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, my oh, man, gosh. that is not good. So that's, you know, that's not good. But in, in Lacey, I can, I can only speak from experience in Lacey is, you know, we just did a, a lake management district for Hicks Lake, um, modeled after a lot of the lakes like um, Long Lake. And, you know, those important resources are going to go into the health and well-being um, and maintenance and, and proper management of, of these precious waters. I mean, our shorelines are delicate, you know, and it just goes to show you if we don't care for them and we don't take care of them, bad things are going to happen, yeah. you know. Well, so, yeah. yeah, definitely, Mike. You know, I know before we wrap up here, though, I just want to make sure that... Uh, you know, to let everyone know, you know, that get out and vote. And we definitely got to get out and back Mike Stedman for Thurston County Commissioner. You yeah. Know, I feel like uh, we need to get some people in there who work for the people and represent the people, not just uh, certain interest groups or certain groups in general. Um, you know, so I just want to make sure you know that the Nisqually tribe definitely supports you and stands stands right next to you here on, you know, hopefully trying to make that change here in Thurston County and, uh getting people in there who want to work for the people yeah um appreciate if, that will if uh so i think we'll we'll wrap this up here mike we've taken a lot of your time we appreciate you coming by yeah uh, maybe I appreciate the opportunity a, a couple words to say i i'm just gonna go out here and say you've got the uh the the first uh thurston county commissioner endorsement from the live to walk again podcast nice. so awesome. you know i know that's huge yeah. for you um, and you can put that on your signs if you want. Uh, but go ahead, man, and, you know, if you have any few last words to say uh, to anybody who will be listening to our podcast, and um, we're, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I'm a community leader, um, a public servant. Um, it was not by accident that we chose to re raise our family here. Um, you know, I, I left for a short period of time uh, when I joined the Marine Corps and got in the trades, came back raised my family here, you know, they, they got educated in the schools here. Um, they played on the park systems, you know, learned how to swim, played baseball, played um, volleyball, you name it. And uh, I want other families to have their kids, their young families, right, to have their kids well-educated, grow up in a healthy, um, you know, a lifestyle, you know, being able to play sports and and do outdoor stuff and really it's um th this is a special place and i i owe a world of gratitude to my community 
for giving my family what it's given. And I want to make sure that that quality of life is guaranteed for the next generation and the generation after that. Um, and so far, so on and so forth. Um, love this place and anyone that spends any uh, substantial amount of time here loves it too because it's all about the people uh and and we care about one one another and and we uh we get problems fixed absolutely that's uh it's beautiful mike thank you so much uh you know you can listen to this podcast uh anywhere that podcasts are available spotify tune in apple podcasts real quick mike uh, where where can we uh find more information on your campaign that's important yes stedmanforthurstoncounty.com we're also on facebook um and you know uh, ask your friends and, and neighbors i'm sure they know a little bit about it we've been here for 35 years and and uh we're not going anywhere we're just here to make a our home a better place because that's what we're trying to do here not just have a place to live but make it a home for that's everybody great. where yeah. everyone's welcome absolutely and we will link all of your uh, your website and all your social media accounts to the to the podcast when we post it so yeah everybody listen share rate review five stars only please uh and you know i just wanted to one more time thank mike stedman uh willie frank and brandon stevens for for joining us on this uh political uh version of the live to walk again podcast talk to you all next week